a detective stabler investigates the murder of a woman and who turns out to be a cyber vigilante to track down internet pedophiles and further investigations leads detective stabler to europe so this is the elliot stabler's european vacation and this is law and order no excuse me this is twisted the law and order SUU podcast You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast, where we recap and break down past episodes of Law and Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or in any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Welcome to the Twisted Law and Order SVU podcast, where I recap episodes of Law and Order SVU, and you can hear us on Anchor FM, and you can also hear us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and WordPress.com, and um, and all the other streaming platforms. You know, still trying to get to Apple and stuff like that, though. But I mean, they gave me the run around, but that's another story. Oh my goodness! Oh, how, how was your How was your weekend? See, you're, I know you're getting ready for that turkey holiday, stuff like that, though. And I don't, me personally, I don't celebrate that shit, though, because um, what they say is a whole bunch of lies and um, all stuff. So, but, but that's, um, I'm more into Hanukkah and Passover, but I mean, that's another issue. I mean, I mean, question, why do I have to celebrate a holiday when, uh, you know, my um, Native American brothers and sisters were slaughtered? Anyway, it's, it's cold outside, you know, it's like, um, it's like, it feels like we're in winter time, like January out there here in New York City, though. And, um, you know, I know, I've been wearing my thermos, trying to keep myself warm. Oh, man, I got an issue with my apartment because they're not cranking up the damn radiator. So I got to go deal with that, though. But me, I'm going to be super busy because I'm going to be working them. Because I got I gotta work, I gotta, I work at the, I got I to work on these um two jobs. So, I mean... I'm out of the house all night. You see, I, I work all night and I'm like a vampire, like, um, Count Chocula. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I don't got no fangs or anything like that though, but I'm, yeah, we, I work the night. I'm, I work the night shift. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we own the night. It's like the movie. We own the night. Now, I know I have been catching up on episodes of Law and Order SVU and Organized Crime because I'm so busy working. So what I'm gonna do is that I'm gonna go and uh, you know look on look on past episodes on Peacock. But right now I got an issue because right now your know, things are a little. I'm in right now I'm in a little struggle right now. So hopefully you now I just started my second job. You know, and hopefully when my in, when income comes in. I'm gonna resubscribe on my Peacock, and I'm gonna be watching um, um, the, the episodes of at Law and Order, SVU, and Organized Crime. And you know, I'm just gonna catch up. I mean, I missed a couple of episodes already and stuff like that, though. So, and speaking of Law and Order, you just heard the news that um, NBC put up the announcement saying that it'll be uh, Kelly Gittish's uh, final episode, and that's on December second or December 9th, I believe. 
that's like the fall finale. I mean, ah oh man, I can't believe that they're, they're, they're getting rid of Rollins. I mean, she gets shot and now she's getting married. Damn. That's, uh, I can't believe her. To my opinion, they shouldn't just let her go. I mean, why you want to do something like a veteran, a veteran actress like that who's like a veteran on SVU? I mean, IT still's there. I mean, he getting paid. So is Mariska Hargitay getting paid. But you want you try to treat this woman like she's like no manic character. I mean, you want to treat Rollins like she's cat though, and that's that's not fair though. But you know, it's uh, you know I say it's show business, man. I mean, the higher ups have they he say. I mean. What the hell? I mean, they, they, they well, these people are a bunch of dummies. You know, getting rid of Rollins are they a bunch of dummies. They stupid. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say Dick Wolf's a, a, a dickhead, but I don't want to deal with that. So, anyway, um, man, uh, I'm going to ask you, are you going to miss um, Detective Rollins? Just answer me that question. You know, leave your comments and stuff like that on um, WordPress. And um, it, it's it, and I'll give you the link. It's a twisted Lord or SEU podcast at, at WordPress.com. Leave your comments and all there. I and mean, I want to hear your support. And I want to hear from you. All right. Now let's go and get to the episode of Elliot Stabler's European Adventure. All right. All right. All right. This is this is Law and Order SVU season four. Episode 15, Pandora. And it aired on NBC on February 7th of 2003. Right? Yes, yeah, written by Michelle Fasticus and Tara Butters. And it's directed by Alex Sarsuski. Yeah, man. You know, the guy, you know, he directed episodes of Eyes and all that stuff, though. He was like director of photography from Homicide, I believe. Okay, now. But we had the cold of right now. It's uh, it's we're at 125th Street. It's nighttime, you know. It's probably um, probably about West Harlem. You know, it's 12th Avenue, and you got um, the Riverside Drive as an overpass. So you know, you remember you familiar with the overpass? So they probably shot this in about right around like by 125th Street, right near the toward the Hudson River. You know, like the West Side, you know, like Harlem and all that stuff. Though, all right, it's nighttime, right? And we have a couple, they're arguing, and uh, their car had broke down, and the guy asked his wife, why you didn't bring your cell phone and all that stuff, though? I mean, and then she just say, blah, 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 blah. So, and it turns out that she's blaming him for for running, running the car out of gas, and he tells her that the gauge is broken. So... Next thing you know is that there's another car right there. She sees another car, though. She's going to ask another motorist and something like that if they have, like, a um, spare gauge or some gas or whatever, something like that, though. So she goes over to the car. She don't see nobody, though. Next thing you know is that they hear, they hear a noise in the trunk. So um, next thing you know is that um, the lady tells the husband to open the trunk. Next thing you know, the trunk is open, and... A woman is found. She's tied up, and she had a couple stab wounds on her. Damn. Oh, man. Some perp must have probably roughed her up, though. Okay, so Benson Stable arrived at the crime scene moments later, and turns out that the, it turns out that the victim was, was stabbed by the perp, and then the cop tells the detective that the victim had multiple stab wounds. Turns out that he raped her with an object and all that stuff, though. And um, and 
However, though, the victim is conscious, but she could she could not say anything because the perp super glued her mouth shut. So they're going to take her to the hospital, see if they could get something open and stuff like that, though. And Benson's there. She's going to ride with the victim to the hospital. Now, uh, now it finds out, the um, Saber finds out that um, they, the cop finds a wallet in, from the garbage can. It turned out that the perp took a wallet. It's found. It turns out the money is inside. But, you know, the perp took her key, keys and her ID. And in, in the car, is registered. The car is registered to Meredith McGrath. Somehow, you know, the perp probably uh, stopped her, bumped her car, came and attacked her, and she took her keys and license. But he she didn't take the money. So, however, though, Sabres realizes that the perp took her keys with the license, and it turns out they're trying to figure out what's in. He, he he and he figures out the perp was going to the woman's address. So. Stabler and the other cops show up at the woman's residence, right? And um, next thing you know is they go into the apartment. They see a man murdered there. And and the other victim turns out to be um, Meredith's husband, right? And you got a homicide detective there, right? And his name is his name is um, Detective um, Bishop, right, from the homicide unit. And he's played by William McAmara from the show Beggars and Choosers. Okay, so that's uh, actor William McAmara, and then he's been in TV and movies, and he was on a Showtime series called Beggars and Choosers, so that was like 20-something years ago. Yeah, so he plays the homicide detective Sam Bishop, right? So, turns out uh, that um, Perp came in and broke into the house, and she killed her husband. And and, he, and uh, the second victim is identified as Roger McGrath, though. He was stabbed. Next thing you know is that uh, Perp killed him. Perp killed him and took the hard drive. So, and... Um, so Sabler introduces himself as an SVU detective, and um, and Sam Bishop says that he found his a victim, Roger McGrath. He was lying there. He was like a told like a break in. Turns out that he was stabbed to death though. So um, and then he and then Bishop was like, "Good thing he wasn't raped though." But Sabler tells Bishop that his wife was raped, and Bishop and Bishop reacted tonight. Yeah, and then next thing you know is that um, turns out that. Um, the perp came in and took the hard drive and Bishop also found this other thing right there that's connected to computers and stuff like that though. So that's probably something personal. So Sable was like, how do you want to work this? And um, Bishop was like, I'll call you if I need your help. Then Sable gets a call and he just got word that uh, Meredith McGrath had died at the hospital. And and then Sable tells um, Bishop, Got a call from the hospital. Um, his wife is dead. That that help? And then Saber leaves the apartment. We go for the opening credits. And um, we're in the squad room right now. And uh, Craig is there. Saber is there. Much is there. And they investigated about um, the death of the wife. So um, Saber arrives at the squad room. And um, Saber tells Craig that... Um, no, no, Craig arrives, though. And... Um, 
and then Kraken asks Sabler where's um Liv, and um, Sabler tells Kraken that she's still in the hospital because she got like another case dealing with a little girl and stuff like that though. So in other words, though, Detective Benson is going to be put in the sidelines. I mean, we only seen her briefly in the cold open, but in the rest of the episode, she's not there. So hopefully, though, she's just caught. caught another, she's going to be busy on another case and all that stuff, though. So they're trying to figure out what happened to um, Meredith McGrath and her husband, and they were both stabbed. Turns out that um, they want to figure out that um, Perp per came and attacked uh, Meredith, and then next thing you know, he took her house needs and license and broke into her apartment and killed her husband to the hard drive. So, however, though, I mean, it goes to show you that it was a message, you know, for because they did because the perp was going after Meredith because she tried she probably killed her to keep her mouth shut though. You know, when you know when you um attack the attack the lady super glue her mouth shut then go in and kill the husband and take the hard drive that's like a message saying like don't fuck with me <laughs> that's, that's something personal so Kragen wants to concentrate on the female victim so let's start there and you know we don't see um Benson's not there I mean she's put on the sidelines because she's been assigned to a different case dealing with the girl because she's still in the hospital and we don't see Finn in there because you know Ice-T does not appear in this episode but you know, we only see like um um you see um we don't see um Wong's not there either and Cap is not there either. So this is gonna be like some kind of an international case going on around here though. Okay, we're at the New York Public Library and Stabler and Munch though, they talk to uh employee and um and then her employee says that he's co- and her her co- Meredith's co-worker says that he was gonna plan to fire her like a few months ago because she he tells him that she felt distracted and she wasn't even feeling herself something like that and um and it just worked and then however though uh, the the Meredith's co-worker tells him that uh, she changed her email address several times in the past year and she always bring she always bring her with a laptop. So, however, though, turns out that um, Detective Bishop, though, he was going to take the, um, the stuff the, the stuff to um, the technical advisory response unit. Well, in other words, that's horrible or stuff like that, though. So, I mean, I forgot to mention about that, though, because Bishop is busy trying to deal with Taru about the um, Internet thing and all that stuff, though. So we're in um, Saber comes in. We're at some homicide office and um, Saber comes in to go see Bishop, though. And he asked him about the, um, the laptop and something like that, and the Tabu's response like that, though. And Detective Bishop shows Sailor that he found something on the computer and discovers that there was kitty porn on a hard drive. So, so however, though, I mean, and then next thing you know, Sailor tells them that um, Meredith, McGrath, Miss McGrath, though, she changed her email address several times because that's going to be something. Turns out the reason why she is dead, though, because right now they got to deal with the um, hard drive case and all that stuff, though. So Bishop was like, though, if one more be the SVU territory, I'm game, whatever. I mean, because Sabler as an SVU detective himself, though, he's into like he he's going against kitty porn, though, because and it's thinking about that, though, he this should found a couple pictures, right? One's a 14 year old girl and another is nine. Are they like the same person, something like that? So they are both two unknown girls and stuff like that, though. So, so however, the, the, the clue. So Sablitz all tells him a clue that 
Meredith changed her email several times in the past year because, you know, she didn't want to get caught or something like that, though. So, you know, all you got to do is they got to go down to the Taru, right? And deal with it, though. Now, we're at the Taru right now, and you got after Joe Day left one day, right? He went to the hard drive and discovered more kitty porn with pictures from um, the two females. One's a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old. And all of them come from this guy called Nick Too Shy. So they want to deal with a person's IP address or something like that, though. So, yeah, and then, however, though, he, and then, and, and Jolie Lafuente tells him that the IP address is assigned to a computer lab at Stuyvesant College. Hmm, that is going to be really something going on around here, though. Now, we're back at the scroll right now, and, uh, uh, and um, this, and Detective Bishop, the homicide detective, he's hanging out with Stabler at the desk, though. And he's sitting on Liv's desk. He looks at a picture of um, the, the, the Elliot's partner, Liv, right? With the mother or something like that. And um, Bishop asks Stabler, is, is that your partner? And Stabler's like, yeah. So they're trying to figure out um, about the um, IP address. Dress. And however, though, they sources say it um, been the person bypassed the login code. And the detective bishop responds, that means they were hacked. She was hacked. Or they were hacked and all that stuff, though. So, Sabler and Bishop, they're trying to investigate why the woman changed her email several times and stuff like that, though. Coming with, like, they get the different name to these um, internet pedophiles and something like that, though. I mean, she uh, pretends to be somebody else, and she has it goes in the chat room with these um, guys, and then she pretends to be, like, a 13-year-old woman. And however, though, the detectives discover that Meredith McGrath is an informant. Oh, my goodness. So that means something. I mean, she's probably working as some kind of a government informant, something like that, though. And um, however, though, it's like um, it makes something that makes sense. So right now we outside the diner and Stabler and Bishop talk to the that Taru dude, Joe De La Fuente. And he knows that that all makes sense, though. Since that um, turns out that, that she was working as some kind of um, informant trying to pretend to be somebody else. They had to chat with these little perverts and stuff like that, though. And she, and she, she, was, she was on the government's payroll. Says that the victim sent all the information to Claudia Williams. And Stabler discovers that Claudia Williams is a U.S. attorney. So we at the ADA, we're at the... We're at the, um, the, the office of uh, Claudia Williams, and check this out. Foxy Brown is back. It's played by Pam Greer. Meredith McGrath was going after pedophiles on the internet long before our involvement. She considered herself a cyber vigilante. All on her own. Why? Maybe because she was raped as a young girl and decided to get back at people who exploit children. Yeah, you know, I'm going to call Pam Greer. She's a repeat offender because she... She was on there on on back on season four season uh, excuse me season four episode uh, five disappearing acts. So in this episode though, she reprises her role as Claudia Williams. Yeah, you remember the last time she she appeared twice on that season, you know, on twice on SVU that season, and you remember her from Foxy Brown, Coffee, Original Gangsters, Friday Foster, and all that, and then you. Current recently, uh, back in the 2000s, she was on the L Word. And I remember she dated Richard Pryor back in the day. So this is her second appearance as Claudia Williams. So she is now listed as a repeat offender. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I remember in the previous episode, I've been back in um in the season um season four, episode five, Disappearing Acts. She plays um ADA Claudia Williams and then she went and got after the Benson the Slaver because um the guy the guy that's is a kid in with this protection program, he raped a couple women and um that brought him and his father out of the witness protection program and you know the daddy got killed the son got killed because i mean i mean the son was trouble i mean that's why they, they, they had to emerge themselves in witness protection program and all that stuff i mean that's crazy though so anyway so she um right now she's working for um meredith mcgrath though so we have we outside the offices of mary mcgrath i believe Federal Plaza, guess what? And then Stabler talking to um, Foxy Brown and all that stuff. So, turns out that uh, Meredith became a cyber vigilante and put away five pedophiles in the past year. So, I never I understand, you know, I mean, however, those, um, you know, Chloe Williams tells Stabler, Mr. Foxy Brown tells Stabler that um, she came, she cared that Meredith came for her and stuff like that, though. I mean, she wouldn't try to. She's been going out the pedophiles for years, so and they decided to work with her and stuff like that, though. So it's like and however though, she, um Foxy Brown tells Stabler that maybe um she was raped as a young girl and decided to get even by bringing in pedophiles to justice by pretending to be a cyber vigilante, something like that, though. So and Stabler's like, so you got the um, yeah, so you're you're doing her dirty work and then she gets killed and um and she had, and that was her decision, something like that, though. And Foxy Brown replied, "We wanted to get the bastards off the streets as you do. They did the best they could, though. So, however, and they was like, I want to look at the files from those um, um your pedophiles, and don't tell me they will contradict your investigation, stuff like that. So, but Foxy Brown shows Stabler a picture of the girl, and she was like, do you recognize this girl called Mia Van Wagner? And Sable was like, that, that's um, that's the photo from the internet. It turns out that she has been missing for two weeks. And it turns out that um, her, picture, her picture started showing up on the internet after her disappearance. And however, those that um, Mer- Meredith found out about it, and she was, and then Foxy Brown was like, that sounds like a bullet to murder for me. So... Uh, <laughs> So it turns out that, <laughs> that Miss McGrath was trying to go was uh, was looking at the pictures from was gonna try to go after the guy who probably was like who kidnapped Mia Van Wagner or something like that, and then she exposed him for it. Oh, I mean, her photo was on Meredith McGrath's computer, and however though, it turns out that she was trying to uh, expose a guy who kidnapped Mia Van Wagner, and then. But her photo showed up on the internet. That happens like a couple weeks after her runaway, stuff like that. And then she wanted to try to track this guy down. And then she was probably was murdered for it though. Damn. So there we go. There's a motive to murder something like that though. I mean, she wanted to turn the, this this creep in. Now, all right, we're at Act Two right now. We're in the squad room, and Sabler Craig into a walk of talk. Turns out that um. The girl probably ran away from home and stuff like that, though. And next thing you know, here comes Detective Bishop coming out of the elevator with coffee. He was like, good morning, Captain. Give him some coffee or something like that. And Craig was like, 
hey, you're becoming a fixture here here in the unit. You want to come for you want to come here for a transfer? And then Bishop was like, no, I like my victims dead. Thank you. And then the next thing you know is that um, Bishop tells Sabler that that uh, she found um, uh, Mia's mother, and she worked at this restaurant in Queens. Okay, we're at the restaurant somewhere in Queens, and Benson Stabler talks to Mia Van Mac, Mia's mother, and she tells them that her daughter doesn't have she she didn't have time for a computer or internet because she don't have no internet and stuff like that though. So they inform her that she ran away from home and she's probably with somebody and stuff like that though. So and and she probably probably be kidnapped by some internet pedophile. And Mia's mother was like, oh, my God. So, and she also tells them, the detectives, that she spent time at her friend's house, right? So, um, and, and then and that's all she knows, though. So, we go over to, to Mia's friend's house. I forgot that her name is Samantha, I believe. And she's a friend of Mia. And um, the girl tells the detectives that Mia came by before she left. And she didn't say she was, she was going. So... Detective Bishop asked um, Samantha that she met that that, um, that she used the internet, something like that. We met somebody on a boyfriend online, something like that. No, 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 no. Did I say? Oh, oh, I'm jumping the gun though. So it turns out that um, they that Detective Bishop asked um, Samantha Mia use a computer, something like that though, and she didn't say anything like that though. And next thing you know, Detective Bishop shows her the picture of Mia, something like that. And Sam was like, yo, what the hell are you doing, man? You put that away. Oh, my goodness. I can't even believe Detective Bishop got the nerve to show um, a Mia's friend picture for her of a, on, on, from the internet. And the, and the girl was like, oh, my God, is that Mia? And Sam was trying to restrain and tell him, yo, 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 chill, yo, chill, chill out. Next thing you know is that um, Mia, t- Mia's friend Samantha tells the Texas that she met a boyfriend online, and she said that she don't, she didn't she didn't tell her where she was going, and she was and then next thing the last time she heard from her that she was calling her, but she didn't tell him where she didn't tell him where she was. So we outside the streets right now, and Sam confronts Bishop about him about her him showing the picture to Mia's friend Samantha or something like that though, and it was kind of out of line, so. And then Sam was like, "Don't run, don't run, don't run over my game again, right? Now you in, you're out, though. You make that decision." And then you know, Bishop was like, "Let's deal with the pitches." You say, um, "Sam Bishop was like, I'll deal with this, and you deal with um, internet and stuff like that, though, and um, photos and stuff like that, though." So later on, Sam goes sees um, the Taru guy, Jody La Fuente, and the guy he tells Sabler that the server is from. Um, Europe, the Czech Republic. Oh my goodness! So next thing you know, we outside this building, Federal Plaza, and Saber does a walk and talk with uh, Claudia Williams and about the server from Czech Republic, and and Claudia Williams, aka Foxy Brown. Why well, I keep saying Claudia Williams? I will call her Foxy Brown. So okay, Foxy Brown tells um Saber that the server came is came from Eric Taxi. And he's been on a run ever since for the past several years. I mean, it's for the past several months, he's been hiding out Second Republic. And it turns out that he has a relationship with Mia. So it turns out that Mia met Taxi online, probably ran away with him and all that, probably ran away with him, all that stuff, though. And then ran away to meet him and all that stuff. 
So they figured that Eric Taxi probably has the girl probably kidnapped her and has her or something like that though. So it turns out that she probably she probably met a guy online, which turns out to be Eric Taxic. Or Eric Taxic. So they they probably run she probably I think he probably kidnapped her and all that stuff. So they're gonna go dig into him. Uh, anyway, well, this scene was shot right outside on 6th Avenue. That's right around near Canal Street. Because I can see the building in the background. It says 101. The address number is 101. So it's 101 6th Avenue. Damn! I recognize that building. I mean, I used to do messenger work, right? So they probably, you know, just like, um... And then I seen them one address. I mean, you got 6th Avenue and you got the Spring Street Station. So that's right around near, I believe, maybe Canal Street or Spring Street. Maybe for Spring Street. I'm not sure. But it's probably probably shot this shit in Tribeca, man. Because I could tell by the building number on 6th Avenue. So that's right near Spring Street, I believe. I'm not sure about that, though. Okay, so um, right now we at the um, Squadron right now. And um, they're trying to piece the puzzles together. They talk about um, these um, Meredith. They have a, like a, a on the boards. They have a list of Meredith McGrath and these um, two girls from the from from the two 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 the girls from the internet. All right, one of them's a fourteen year old, and there's another girl that's unknown. Right, and it turns out that Spader tries to piece the puzzle right there because it says that. Siva is is trying to find a connection between Eric Tastic and uh, this guy Nick Tushot. We don't know the guy's name because it turns out that maybe maybe the two are working together. It's how somehow Meredith found out about um, Tastic, and then she gets murdered. And Siva's trying to figure it out. And and um, one of the Tragen they're trying to figure out if the Nick or Tastic are like the same guy. They did not even know for sure, but it turns out that. Um, Meredith was trying to go expose the um, Tastic about the and and the, and the, and the girl and the girl named uh, calls herself um what should I say Mia Van Wagner, but there were like there were like two girls from two there, there was um two there was like two girls from the internet right there was like a couple of photos like one photo is from Mia and the other photo of a girl is unknown. So somehow, somehow that um, maybe a Nick Too Shy and or um, or Tastic probably probably the same guy, or they conspired to kill Meredith because she was about to expose them about kid kidnapping Mia, and they're trying to see if they had to deal with deal with deal with another of a of a girl was probably a little girl that's unknown. So, however, though Detective Bishop comes in and he says that the calls came from a photocopy shop somewhere in midtown Manhattan. And that's where that's the area where they issue passports. So it turns out that Mia Van Wagner never has a passport. Somehow she she probably went to that um, place to get a passport to go overseas. So we at the photocopy shop on West Side and then um Stabler and Bishop, they talking to the clerk at the desk though. They say that um they show her a picture of Mia Van Wagner and the clerk tells him that's the boss's daughter. She came by a couple of weeks ago at the Prince shop, though. And then she tells them that uh, you're believing my boss is in the back. So they go to the back and they, they, they meet the boss called Mr. Crowley, right? And um, he said, he tell them that um, you brought your daughter to the Prince shop a couple of weeks ago. And they, they show her a picture of um, 
of Mira, something like that. And Mr. Crowley was like, well, that's not my daughter, though. We have, like, resemblance and stuff like that, though. And then Sable was like, don't tell me you, just don't tell me you tell him, you came brought here to the Photoshop, something like that, how to get a passport, something like that. And Sable was like, I'll show mine, I'll show you, show me mine, I'll show you yours. Mr. Crowley was just standing there, sitless, like, he was like, what? What are you talking about? Next thing you know, Detective Bishop comes in, gets aggressive, and puts him in handcuffs. And next thing you know, no, not only that, he puts him, he grabs his hands, makes him turn around, face to the wall, and then he takes out his wallet, and he had, that's a picture of Mr. Crawley with um daughter, and then she was like blonde and stuff like that. So that's not a resemblance. And they decided to take him into the take him into the precinct and stuff like that, though. So um we're in an interrogation room, and um and Mr. Crawley is there, and he they're being he's being interrogated by Elliot Stabler and Detective Bishop, and they accuse him of murdering Meredith McGrath. And then Mr. Crawley was like, "Wait a minute, you got the wrong guy." And while he was standing up, Detective Bishop just pushed him back down the seat. Though this dude is aggressive, though. I mean, he's pissed off, man. So he Mr. Crawley denies killing him, and he don't know anything about that, though. So it turns out that. Um, uh, and it turns out that uh, he never, they showed a picture of Mia Van Wagner and he was like, I never seen this woman before. I mean, well, blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know is that um, he denies Marion McGrath. And next thing you know, I mean, Detective uh, Bishop gets real impatient. I mean, he gets aggressive on Mr. Crawley because he probably um, hiding some evidence. So, however, Mr. Mr. Crawley says that, that, uh, him and his wife are estranged, and then his da- the daughter he mentioned in the picture, uh, she's blonde hair. That they were like separated, so that's not. So I mean, he had nothing to do with it. And the next thing you know is that Foxy Brown comes in, and she, with a folder, right? And she shows him that um, the the they, the they were, the the passport has your signature on it, and that's not that's not your daughter. That's Mia Van Wagner, who's like a runaway. And she accused him of um, she accused him of fraudulently uh, obtaining a passport. It's like a federal offense. And she was Foxy Brown was like, if you think the NYPT is stuff on you, why do you deal with um, customs and the feds and the federal government? Okay, and then Mr. Crawley say that he admitted that the girl came in and then she went willing, she went willingly, and the guy came and. Gave him some money, like a lot of money, offering money and all that stuff. So, so Mr. Crowley hooked up me up. Okay, Mr. Crowley hooked me up with a passport, and he was offering money from this dude and stuff like that, though. And he simply said that he was just helping. Is that a crime? Now, Mr. Crowley, though, he looked like some kind of some a Middle Eastern dude, an Arab dude with a mustache. I don't know what it is, but the way he looked, he was short and he got like a mustache. He looked like um. One of them foreign dudes or something like that, though. I mean, um, I don't know what it is. Or like the porn stash. I don't know what it is, though. Mr. C- Mr. Crawley, though. He, uh, he looked like a damn creep. I mean, the way his hair is, the way his mustache is. I don't know what it is, though. However, though, we outside. Um, we're in the squadron right now. And Sabler and Craig doing a walk and talk and stuff like that. Because um, and sometimes, you know, it's just like um, me is hooking up. Hooked up with this guy, and it turns out that um, Mr. Crawley is ruled out as a suspect because his prince wasn't at the crime scene. And however, though, Fossey Brown asked Stabler why he didn't get a passport and stuff like that, though. And um, 
He didn't ask. He was like, why? And Foxy Brown was like, Customs wants the SVU detective in Prague, like the Czech Republic, to you know, track this guy, stuff like that, though. And um, she asked Sabler that if he could loan Sable out. And Sable was like, looks like you got to um, like pack your packs, detective. So Detective Stabler is going on a European vacation. Well, not vacation. Like, he's going on a European adventure. And we're going to get to that like that right now. Okay, we're at the second half of the story right now. And Stabler's in um, Prague, Czech Republic. And I don't think it looked like Prague because, I mean, he meets up with the Europol officer called Kate Logan. And she has, like, some British European accent, something like that, though. So when you look at Prague, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's actually Prague or anything like that, though. But somehow, however, though, I mean, I want to give you, like, a, a behind-the-scenes uh, secret, though. They probably use green screen and stuff like that, you know, and they'll make a have Sailor come and arriving in Prague and stuff like that, though. I mean, trying to look like he even prayed, but I don't think they shot this in the Prague, though. I mean, I mean, I, maybe they couldn't afford it, so they probably put um, Christopher Maloney in a green screen and make it look like Prague. I don't know what it is, though. So next thing you know, the Sailor is doing a walk and talk with um, Kate Logan, the airport officer. They go inside, and... They tried to track Tassi for months, but they probably lost him and stuff like that, though. So, in other words, though, Sabler meets this U.S. Customs guy in the, um, in the office. And, um, however, they told him that um, Tassi and Mia are in the wind. So, they had to try a hard time catching him because, you know, Interpol and Europol, they working together. And they're not even, like, 100% doing track the guy, stuff like that, though. So, Logan decided... So, Logan decides to take Sabler outside the street for the sex trade in the country. So we on the street right now. I mean, somewhere in the city of in um, Czech Republic, though. And um, and Logan and Logan shows Stabler about the sex trade here on the block, saying that you get they if you get a girl, you know, there'll be prices like seventeen dollars, seventeen U.S. dollars, and then in blue that's the pink curtain stands that there's a girl probably going to be probably being raped or sexually assaulted, the treating like prostitutes. If you get blue curtain, that's a boy. So I'm going to tell you this, though. I don't think they actually shot this in um, Czech Republic. I can recognize this street, though, because they probably shot that scene in the Greenwich Village, right? I mean, they probably got some European license plates and stuff like that, but they want to make it look like a European city and stuff like that. So I don't think they shot this in Prey. They, they probably shot that in the Greenwich Village and all that stuff. Next thing you know, the Sabler gets and Logan they a call, telling them that they got tipped at media and the guy was spotted. As so, we go to this marketplace, and the guy, the vendor, tells them that Mia came by a couple of times by herself, and then she was with the guy. So they're at this market, but they probably shot this outside some kind of museum, museum, something like that. And I'm trying to think, did it? I think was it like the Metropolitan Museum of Art or something like that? But I'm not sure though. But it doesn't look like it looked like one of them New York City museums and all that stuff, though. So, however, the Logan Stabler says that they're gonna wait. So, a short time later, you know, Stabler's just chilling, drinking his coffee or his tea or whatever. And he looks around, he spots Mia with a cap on, right? So, Stabler kind of get closer, and Mia noticed that she's seen, and Mia probably seen Stabler and Logan. And though she sees um, Tassig, and she tells him, uh, I think I'm being followed. Next thing you know is that they see Sabler coming on to them. Next thing you know, Mia and Tassic, they start running off. 
So Stabler and Logan, though, they chase them out through the streets. And then next thing you know, they go down the fire stairs. And next thing you know, they're on the street. And then next thing you know is that um, Stabler and catches up to Mia and Taxic. Next thing you know is that um, Stabler grabs Mia, surrounds him, and then Taxic just gets away. Oh, my goodness. Sable let, um, let the perp run, but he catches Mia. So back at the um, back at the place or back at the office, though, I mean, Logan didn't like the fact that Sable what he did, though. I mean, she wanted, she wanted him to catch a cat stick rather than a good girl. But Sable said that he had a choice, though. And he tells him that Mia is more important than the damn, the, damn, the, damn, the damn pedophile or the perp, though, because we as Sabler says that he wants to deal with the he he wants to deal more more with the victim rather than the purpose something like that and you know Kayloading is pissed because they they she because I mean she wanted Sabler to catch a yeah, catch um Tastic and forget about the girl Sabler didn't choose it that way though I mean if he thinks that the victim is more important than the purpose stuff like that though so and then um and she tells them probably that you're a pole they they ain't lazy they doing a job. The stabler though he is up on his job though one hundred percent though that's his voice because he works for the special victims unit and even though even the people at Europol and Logan's kind of work they don't even do nothing. That is shame on her man. I mean, but stabler says that he wants to get more. Saber saying that the victim is more important than catching the perp stuff like that. I mean, he should he made a choice. He should he, he should he should I know he shouldn't just cap caught him stuff like that. But the girl's more important so. They have a Mia in there in the office, and she's on the couch, and she's pissed. And she was like, why are you bothering me and all that stuff, though? So, however, Stabler tells Mia that um, Tastic is nothing but a pedophile. And Mia was like, nah, he loves me, man. He takes care of me and all that stuff. And Stabler was like, Tastic is using you. And you know what he did, though? He he, he, he is using her, right? And um, Stabler tells Mia that that um, Eric Tastic sell girls for sex. And he was like, that's not true. That's not true. And Sabler tells him that he put her photos on the internet. And Mia doesn't even know that um, her uh, the guy that she thought she loved put, put her photos on the internet as she ran away. And you know, in other words, he was sexually exploiting her and all that stuff. I mean, damn, that's just messed up, though. And she comes to reality about what Eric was doing, Tastic was doing to her, and um, she tells them that there's a place of business he works. So we at this basement somewhere, and the police bust in, and uh, Stabler and Logan come in, and they go and they arrest Tastic, and they go to this other room, and they found like uh, his place of business. I mean, there's like a bunch of tapes and. In other words, though, though he set up a child pornography website, and then he gets to make mail from D.C., New York, etc., stuff like that. Same was like business is booming. So this so Tastic was was is was is running a child pornography website, and then he's doing it with the customers and all that stuff. Though that's messed up. So we're in an interrogation somewhere, and somewhere in the basement. I mean, the walls are just dingy, and the walls are made like stone, and. Um, Logan comes in talking to Tastic with a foreign language. So, next thing you know is that um, they they accuse him of setting up the child pornography website, and he was say he was um 
taking advantage of Mia, sexually exploiting her and stuff like that. And Tastic was like, I'm not a pornographer. But yo, check this out though. I recognize this actor, right? He played uh he recently he played a college professor who raped a dead girl on campus. Yo, check this out. Okay, 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 um all right the Frenchie right here, right though. I mean um, I can't believe it. I mean, he had sex multiple times with Mira Van Wagner. That's like statutory rape and stuff like that, though. And, oh, my goodness. Taxes says that the age of consent is 15. And Sable tells him she's 14. And um, Taxes was like, so what? I mean, he was like, um, I mean, I'm not important. And, and, uh, so what? I mean, I mean, she's an adventurous woman and stuff like that, though. And they tell him that he be doing business like selling tapes to pedophile sex tapes of pedophiles like I never was selling kitty porn to pedophiles and stuff like that though and Tasik was like listen listen man I'm doing your I'm doing your work for you right I'm not a pornographer though I trap these guys in and then you know they give me money and do this and that you know and um and I mean, but however though they, they have filled videos of him having sex with me of multiple times and she claims that he loves her or something like that. I'm just no so she no excuse me, he claims that she loves him and stuff like that though, but it doesn't matter. That's that's like a statutory rape right there because she's underage, fourteen years old. It's like it's like R. Kelly, you know, having smashing Aaliyah back in the nineties. I mean, come on. You got like another R. R. Kelly on her hands. So taxes tactic is like a white R. Kelly. I don't know what it is though. So and then next thing you know is that the day Sabler and Logan tell him that he's like um he you're promoting child pornography and he was like, I'm not a deviant though. I'm doing your work for you. I mean I'm trapping these guys though. I work for you, man. Come on, I got rights too, or whatever, something like that though. And Sabler shows him the picture of an unknown girl, something like that. And um he was like and, and, and he no he you know he calls them we I'm doing your girl where he calls them disgusting and Saber was like on you call us disgusting and Saber rolls up his sleeves and he and then Sam asks like you don't understand he's like I understand and then he asked him about the photo of another girl unknown girl and Tastic was like I'm not a deviant next thing you know the Saber hits him with his elbow he knocks him down on the floor damn oh my goodness and I know his nose is all. I, you know, he probably hit him. He hit his head with a Sabler hit his head with his elbow and knocks him down on the floor. He's all bloodied up and stuff like that, though. And um, next thing you know, his taxi was like, um, and Logan confronts him, talks to him in foreign language. And then taxi was like, we got to deal with this bitch. Sabler punches him in the gut. He's going down, stuff like that. He throws him on the table. He was about to kick his ass, though. And Sabler was like, who's the girl in the picture? And says, and Tastic says that he just got from a website, and the girl's name was Amy. That's all he knows, though. I swear. So we back at this place called. We got this um, got this American dude in the Prague, right? He's in the office. It turns out he finds a website with the girl with the little girl in the picture, and it revealed it's like what it is a real website is called Amy's Little Secret. 
However, though, they say the password company came from New York State, so they had to go through D.C. and everything like that, though. The password company came from state was neck in the woods, like New York State, and locals was like, like time for you to go, time for you to return home, detective. We're back at the squad room. Sable comes back and he sees Bishop sitting on Benson's desk. Though he was like, "Oh, glad to see you back. Everything went okay." And uh, Sable tells her that Mia back, Mia's back home with her mother, and she's not happy. And Bishop wants him to come with him down to uh, Federal Plaza. Cause you, you he won't believe what you have started. So we at the headquarters right now. It turns out that um, they, um, Stabler, uh, they, they Stabler meets up with Foxy Brown. Tells him congratulations. So you just opened up everything. I mean, we tracked down like seventeen pedophiles, seventeen child porn sites, and they say that the payments was traced to a house in Westchester. So they tried to bring in like seventeen. Um, child porn websites and a lot of stuff i mean it was just huge and stuff like that though and stabler opened just pandora's box in other words though so she wants him to be present when we take the bastards out so you know the customs agents over they burst into this house and they and then stabler comes in they arrest a couple for multiple porn websites and the lady was like i didn't know anything stuff like that and stabler was like you don't know anything yo shut up I mean, they busted him and stuff like that, though. So later on, we're at another room. They go through the person's emails, and they find this Nick Tushai guy. And he is identified as Nicholas Taylor. I mean, he's the one making the payments. He doesn't have a home address, but they can want to go for his visa, pay payments, and, and all that, and, and bill purchases and stuff like that. Stable's like, printed up. So they, uh, Stabler and um, Bishop arrive at this house, and a little girl opens the door. And Sabler discovers that that is Amy from the from the picture, and the picture came from the, the from the child porn website. So Sabler recognizes Amy as the woman and the unknown girl in the picture. So um, she asks him for the badges, and they show the badges, and they ask him for policeman's clothes. Next, you know that the, they let and then she lets them in, and they and then. Um, Sable asks her where the father. She tells him that he's upstairs. So um, even though Sable goes up the stairs to find this Nick, and you know you see Amy though, she offers the detective a drink of water and something like that though. And then next thing you know, here comes Stabler arrives right, and he goes in the bedroom. He sees uh, Nicholas lying on the bed. So Sable pulls out his gun, puts it to his face. He was trying. He's he's planning on killing the guy. Next thing he knows is that he puts his foot up, he bangs on the bed, gets him to get up, tells him he's under arrest. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, um, next thing you know, we're in interrogation, and um, Bishop and Stabler is there with uh, Nick and his lawyer. He's charged with murdering the murder of the graph and stuff like that, though. I mean, and Nick was like, she betrayed me. And next thing you know, he gets the feds to say, that um, they say that the interracial marriage was illegal, and he's saying that that, and then next thing you know, he says he, and that they had killed homosexuals and stuff like that. And they was like, well, that's the case of pedophilia going on around here. But however, though, I mean, Nick says that he defends his actions and says he was being proud of his damn proud of himself, saying. 
We ain't going anywhere though. You bastards, we we we're not sick people though. I mean, you the bastards around here though. We have our rights and we're not going anywhere and stuff like that. I mean, yo, he just boasts, he just boasts his ass off like an asshole, man. And he knows that um, yeah, he probably killed Meredith if we should retrain him and stuff like that. Though I mean, and she really like um, she fought that she was like a little girl and stuff like that. And then they also accused him of you know abusing her daughter when she was a baby and stuff like that. But I'm gonna tell you, this guy was sick. So we're at the bar right now. Sable and Bishop have a brief conversation, you know, saying that they're about and about the case. And um Sable was like, it's worth a gig, you know. I mean, and then we meeting with the special the special victims unit. And Stabler tells him that it's not easy as you think, though. It's probably hard and then it's it's gonna have a hard time doing it, stuff like that. So it's gonna be rough on him, and so Sable is like, you know, it's a tough job, you know, it's just that uh, you knew it tells him you don't want to be in this and stuff like that. And he just leaves him hanging at the bar, you know? And the episode ends right there. So it turns out that the damn this little pervert, this little pedophile killed um the cyber vigilante because he don't want to be exposed. Oh man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. And he part of that internet pedophile ring, child porn ring, and stuff like that, though. That's crazy, so. That's a credit and the episodes. And then the episode. Okay, um, I'm gonna leave out some notes, right? Ice T does not appear in this episode. Night neither does um Stephanie March no Cabot. And you know, BD Wong, you know. But I took I took the name from BD Wong using my own nah, I'm just kidding though. So, you know, Detective Benson, though, she was there in the, in the cold open. And after that, she was been running the sidelines because her, because um, she had to work on another case to deal with the child, though. So mostly, Stabler is partnered up with the homicide detective. And then, then they come together to bring down, track down pedophiles. So I'm going to call this one Elliot Stabler's European vacation or Elliot Stabler's European adventure. I don't know what it is. Although Munch was there for a couple of scenes. And then he, um, Next thing you know is that he's been put on the sidelines. So, but it's mostly a Sabler centric episode, right? So, trying you know tracking the Sabler vigilante tracking down pedophiles, bringing them to justice. I mean, sometimes you want to take advantage of your own hands, you know, and then you need some help. You get some help. But I'm telling you, tell you, I mean, these people are crazy. And um, by the way, before I sign off, I want to give you some some bad news. Do you remember watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Well, well, it turns out that um, actor Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger on the show, he had just died. And um, at first I thought it was like a heart attack or some health scare or something like that. Some, but something, tra- well, it's, it's tragic though. I mean, turns out that um, he committed suicide. Damn. And, and then, you know, this, this is another, you know, he had to deal with people with mental health issues. And um, I don't know what drove him to do it that way though. Then maybe because of the stress, I don't know. He wasn't happy, but somehow, it's like when you sell yourself for fame and fortune, and then all of a sudden some stuff comes into you. I mean, you just can't take it. I mean, 
they they do some kind of acts though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was on. I don't know what was on his mind, but in mental illness, you gotta be serious about this mental illness thing because this is a serious issue going on around here though. And um, and you know, I remember, I, I remember watching him on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers play the Green Ranger, and I was like seventeen years old. Now, don't get me wrong. Okay, you could say that I'm too old to watch children's shows like that, but I personally, yeah, I like the show with all the um, the karate and the martial arts thing. Though, I mean, I understand it's a kids show, but I was 17. You know, I mean, I be watching them Power Rangers. I mean, I used I used to watch the Power Rangers every day on um, Channel Five or Fox, and you know, you see the actor Jason David Frank playing the Green Ranger, and then he played the White Ranger, and then the Red Ranger, and Turbo or something like that. And he made he reprised his role in the two thousands, twenty fourteen, something like that though. But man, and mental illness is a serious issue, man. I mean, sometimes you gotta take care of yourself, right? And eat a lot of greens, you know, pray to outside, read scriptures, you know. That's all yeah, all we need right now because it's mental illness and ain't no joke though. Alright, so all you gotta do is just you have to check yourself first, right? And watch how you do, all right? And I know people are so miserable, but you got to come out of it. You, know, you just talk about it, right? That's all you got to do, all right? So mental illness is a serious issue, so you got to deal with that. All right, though. I mean, this is about me my time right now. And I want y'all listeners to thank y'all for listening in. And um, you can find me on social media, right? I'm on Instagram. My name is BD Rose. They call me Rosie Bugs. I'm also on Twitter. My um, Twitter my Twitter name is uh, BDR213. That's my account name. And you can also find me on YouTube, which is um, BD Rose Edutainment or BD Ro- Edutainment, something like that. So it sounds corny, but I'm going to change my name and all that stuff, though. So um, uh, um, you can find me, like I said, you can find me on social media platforms like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I already gave, you know, my um, YouTube name is BD Rose Edutainment. My Twitter name is uh, BDR213. And, um, you know, and my um, Instagram is Rosie Bugs. I'll be putting a lot of Law & Order SVU stuff on there. So, all right. And you can also find me on, um, and um, you can find our podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, WordPress.com. And um, RSS and Google Podcasts. All right. So, and I'll be back next week with a new episode. So, thank you for listening in. This is BD Rose, Mighty. And, and stay up.